Hey, I'm going to ask you a question. How's your sock drawer looking? Is it scary? Maybe it's time for a spring cleaning and refresh. Bombas just dropped a bunch of absurdly soft new socks, tees, and underwear to help you get that drawer in a better place while doing a little bit of good. Look, when I open up my uh, sock drawer and I see a clean pair of Bombas sitting on top, not only do my feet sort of jump for joy, but like... I can't wait to get them on my feet because I know they're going to be cozy. I know they're going to be the best socks in the house. And I know that they're going to keep me going all day long. They've got some great details that have been obsessed over, including the honeycomb arch support, which I love. Anti-blister tabs, which I also love. What that is, it's a little bit of a heel that goes up a little, just a, just a smidge higher. Like in a, whatever the perfect amount higher is, that's how high it goes. Bombas has figured this out. Uh, and they've got cushioned footbeds that feel like little pillows on your feet. Not to mention the buttery soft tees and underwear with no itchy tags. Oh, I hate an itchy tag. And Bombas is like, don't worry about it. We do too. And look, the best thing about Bombas is that when you purchase an item, Bombas donates an item. That's right. Every time you buy their socks tees, or underwear, you're also donating essential clothing to someone facing homelessness. To date, Bombas has donated over 100 million clothing items and counting. I mean, Bombas can make returns easy as well. I don't know why you'd return anything, because what? (laughs) But they do have a 100% happiness guarantee, so if the dryer or your dog eats a sock, or if you're unhappy with your purchase for virtually any reason, they'll do whatever they can to replace it and make it right. Bombas has a spring collection out right now. That means new colors and new fun. (laughs) That's right. They have garden party socks that bring the party to your feet. They got stripes. They got florals. They've got vintage colored rib socks. You know, those like... You know, uh, stripes on the top of it. It's like, oh, hey, look at me. I'm a vintage uh, soccer player or track person. They've got those, too. And they even have a new pointel sock with a frilly cuff. You know, for all you frill seekers out there, folks, all I'm saying is you heard me talk about Bombas for years now. I don't know why you haven't done anything about it. Get comfy this spring and give back with Bombas. Head over to bombas.com slash adventure and use the code adventure for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash adventure. Use the code adventure at checkout. Trust me, your feel thank you. Well, go, Hey everyone, welcome to Matt and Dory's Excellent Adventure. I'm Matt. I'm Dory. We're still people here. We're still here. It's Sunday. Again. Yep. Last possible minute. Dory, a special podcast reveal. I cut my own hair. How bad is it? You have a hat on. I can't tell. Um, I... uh, Oh. (laughs) Where is it? Where is it? Then I got to the back. (laughs) Well, I can't see this part. Yeah, well, why didn't you ask me to do it? Because you're busy with Henry. Uh-huh. Do you want to take care of this now on the podcast? Not on the podcast. Well, how are we going to remember otherwise? I, I don't know. I really wish you'd ask me. Well. You do not have a good track record with this. Look, I, I'm not going to get my hair cut by a person who will give me COVID or I will give them COVID, vice versa. Okay. So... 
I decided to cut it myself. But you could have asked me to do it. To do what? To cut it. You don't know how to cut hair. I know how to cut it better than you do. No, you don't. Yes, I do. I don't think you do. Okay. You can see it better than I can. Yes. <laughs> All right. So my haircut didn't go great. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> yeah. What else is new? You know, Henry took, I think, the longest nap of his life yesterday. Like, in the non-newborn times. Yeah, also, like, I mean, in the non, like, flying to the East Coast, weird, weird not nap, nap kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He took a two-hour and 45-minute nap. It was unbelievable. It was very exciting, you know, the way that uh, we we were talking about in the morning, and then uh, he was all ready for naps. I'm sure today he'll nap for an hour if we're lucky. Well, I mean, he, we did have some good tuckering. Yeah, we tried. We kicked, we kicked, a, we kicked a, a milk jug around. Yep. He was captivated by a jam, empty jam jar for a while. Probably like 25 minutes yeah. of him just trying to put the cover on a jar. <laughs> so He loves a lid. He does. He likes a lid quite a bit, but... Um, he oftentimes can't um, twist it on. You know, he hasn't figured that out yet. Yeah. Not quite. He's getting close. He, op- he can open the door to his closet now in his playroom. That's something he likes to do now. It's not great. Yeah. He can twist the doorknob open. We've already had to put the child lock on the front door to prevent him from uh, escaping. Because that, that door has a handle. Yeah, that's a pull-down handle kind so of thing. Like, <laughs> that was no problem. Yeah. <laughs> he got through that at, at like 14 months. Um, and now he's got the twisty knob. That seems to be the lowest doorknob in the house, I think. Weirdly. Oh, is it? Yeah. Because if you look at the front door, the, the, the actual entrance to the playroom is a little bit higher. Mm. So we have, what, another two weeks? Maybe. <laughs> um. Yeah, at least, you know, Dory claims still that he got out of his crib that one time, but I still don't believe it. Okay. I just don't see how it was logical. I he think you did took it. him out of your crib and forgot. Honey. He's, you were like, you probably had like a night terror. Honey. Dory had a night terror this week at one o'clock in the morning, and it took me about two and a half hours to fall back asleep after it, and I had to wake up at 5.30. That was a bad, that was a bad work day of, of tiredness. Yeah, I bet. So she thought she forgot to do something. This is always, she, she always forgets to do something. Either she forgets to give the ceiling medicine or she forgets <laughs> to uh, yeah. take a shot of something. It's always, seems to be always revolving uh, medicine. Well, yeah, since I started doing IVF, it's, yeah. it revolves around medicine. All of your night terrors are about the timing of medicines. Yeah, well, it's very stressful. Yeah, no, I understand. But, like, the ceiling is going to be okay if it misses. You don't know that. <laughs> we also had an earthquake this week. Um, 4.7 out in, in Rosemead was the epicenter. But it was, uh, it was, you know, it was pretty shaky in here. It was interesting because I was like... This door was open, and it shook for a second, and then it started really going, and my guitars were going back and forth. That's when I got up and bolted in the house to a sleeping wife and baby. <laughs> so 
<laughs> I felt it, but I was like in that, like, I'm almost asleep. And it was like kind of in my, like it was part, part of my dream. Yeah, you sort of, your, your brain yeah. uh, incorporated it exactly. into whatever you were experiencing. And then I was the like, dream. wait, Matt's here. Why is Matt sitting next to me? I opened my eyes and you were like, that was an earthquake. Yeah. I was like, Oh, it was like eleven thirty, eleven forty at night. Yeah. Um, it's been a while. It's. I mean, look, California's also on fire still. Yep. Parts of Altadena and Pasadena are on uh, evacuation alert. Yeah, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. That fire is only fifteen percent contained, and it's one hundred and fifty-five square miles. Yikes! Welcome to twenty twenty, everyone. The worst year on record. Yeah. Till <laughs> till 2021. Uh, you know. Yeah, I don't, it doesn't feel like it's going to get, it hasn't gotten any better. No. You know, it seems like it's just gotten progressively worse and worse every year. Yeah. At first I was like, oh, everyone's just mad about the celebrities that are dying because it feels like a lot of, a lot of celebrities are dying, but the reality is like all of the celebrities from our youth are just old now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Well, you know, not like David Bowie and Prince and uh, in the year. What, what Wait, you really it? thought that the reason everyone was like saying every year was no, so bad but like was that's, what see on, that's, like, that's what you'd see on Twitter all the time. <laughs> mm. Oh, David Bowie, obviously bummer and Prince right. bummer. But yes. it's like, ah, fuck you, 2018. I see, I see. It was always that kind right, of a right, thing. right, right. And I was like, oh, maybe this is maybe this is it. Maybe people are like, this this year's terrible because of this thing that will constantly get worse because we'll have more and more <laughs> celebrities uh, going. Uh, but this year really just seems to be a. I mean, it's funny. Dumpster fire doesn't doesn't describe it. Uh, but fire ignited by a gender reveal party kind of describes it i mean imagine if those people got the email from cfp that just revealed it immediately (laughs) could have saved lives that's true and thousands of acres here's my question about gender reveals which i think are so dumb obviously you're here but like they're there who knows the who knows the sex first of all because it's not the gender it's the sex who knows the sex of the baby Uh, yeah because someone has to like prepare the cake or the pyrotechnic or whatever it is do the parents know and it's just revealing it to everyone else i think sometimes it's one 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 parent one knows. parent knows i see uh you know sometimes it's arranged by some sort of person who is not close to the family but like here you read the results oh and i see that's the gender reveal party i see um but it's really dumb it's so in dumb. many ways i mean i get it like you know we had uh, we had friend friends of ours at work had a gender reveal quote unquote party at, at work when the reality of it was his wife just brought cupcakes and they had a certain color frosting on it. The end. <laughs> it was like okay, that <laughs> seems like a very reasonable way to do it if you want to do that. <laughs> um, but like, I don't understand the whole uh, smoke bomb situation a, or, in, or like in shoot. a in a heat wave. In a park. Yeah, I also don't understand why you wouldn't go, oh, it's 110 this weekend. We're going to cancel it. Yeah. Uh, it was a. It or we're w- just going to do the cupcakes. Or 
we're just gonna cancel it. It's a pandemic. Hey, I'm with you. I'm with you. I, like, I don't There's know no why reason. people are having parties. I don't anyway. understand it either. Are you having a party and listening to this podcast? First of all, you're not being very social. Second of all, what's wrong with you? Unless your party is to listen to the podcast and you're all outside eight and a half feet from each other. I want an extra buffer. Masked. Yes, obviously. Yeah. Unless you're eating. Yeah. For some reason. Right. When you're eating, though, that feels like maximum droplet. I know splattering time. I don't. The whole. So I sit there at work, six feet across from whoever, right, at a long picnic table, and that's the time we're allowed to have our masks off when we're talking loudly and eating. Right. It (laughs) doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. But you know, knock on wood, we've all been we've all been good. Yeah, and you've shot three episodes. Three episodes in the can. Okay. Just gotta doing the power fourth one, through. Uh, doing a fourth one Monday. You haven't been shut down. Nope. We had one positive test, but it was a false positive, and uh, it was great because it got you know figured out what would happen if that happens, and then they get retested three times in twenty four hours and or seventy two hours. I forget what it was, but uh, it was great. We've been all been very good and safe. So good. Everybody wants to work, you know. Yeah. So pretty reasonable thing to ask people to do totally um but on that front i uh i just don't i don't i don't know like i can't imagine 2021 yeah i don't feel there's no there's no world to me where it feels like everything sort of pulls back and we (laughs) kind of all start to come down to earth a little bit here with everybody's, um, how would I describe it? Um, everybody's unnecessarily vocal opinions about things. Wait, what? That just feels like, it feels like there's no, you can't put it back in the bottle. The genie is out. Yeah, it's been out for a while. Yeah, I know, but like, it's like really out. I gotta give you a little more space here. Oh, okay. Um, I mean talking about the pandemic Fauci said things wouldn't be back to what we consider normal life till the end of three 2021 years, right? no I thought oh. you said end of 2021 I mean that's shorter than I thought I thought three years honest to god I mean maybe I'm misremembering look I'm on board I thought he said end of 2021 I'll take it I mean, but also I will say this as if anyone out there is like wondering what it's like to go back to work in the pandemic like for, for realsies it's like three or four days of adjustment to mm-hmm. all of the whatevers and then it just then it clicks in and you're like okay this is how we do things right don't worry about it everybody you'll, you'll manage if we can shoot a tv show safely that's the thing it's like of all the professions tv you're so close to each other and yeah in these like indoor unventilated areas and you guys have figured out how to do it safely yeah and also it's like the um our our COVID uh, safety officer is an RN mm. who had worked in the, in a, you know, was in the hospitals during the peak of it here in California. And uh, even she thinks her hours are crazy. <laughs> <laughs> so if we figured it out, I just don't understand what, I mean, just people, if, 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 the, if their proper uh, precautions are in place, some of it I feel like is very much like hygiene theater. Yes. You know, like when we have to clear out if there's like a set changeover, 
mm-hmm. the set meaning like like we shot a thing where one of the characters moves into a new room mm-hmm. and we had to sh- we shot it fully dressed like the latest the later scene in the show we shot first then we cleared out set dressing came in removed everything and then we had to wait for it to the stage to get sanitized oh gosh um didn't take you know it didn't take horribly long but i was like really are you gonna spray down the set that we're not touching anyway and right 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 <laughs> it's just gonna it's not really gonna probably have but again better safe than sorry totally so i get it surface transmission not a huge uh, percentage of the way that it gets transmitted if any but you know we're still precautioning against the cautioning against that pre-cautioning i guess is the right yeah i guess that's correct um but it is really uh it's been interesting What's the hardest? I'm trying to think of the hardest thing. I'm I'm like I'm so used to like if something has to change in the script, mm-hmm. you know, uh, or shooting, and something's not working for the blocking or whatever. I'm on set, and part of what I do, I, I'll 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 try to fix that downstairs on the stage. And so usually, what I'll do is I'll like sit at the di- our the Goldberg's dining room table. If you can picture the set in your head if you ever watch the show. I usually sit at the head of the table and I'll usually have whoever is in, usually it's Wendy, is on my right mm-hmm. and like the director will be on my left and we'll be going through reading and then, okay, how about this, how about this? And I'm just so, I was so used to that that I was in there. Wendy called me in and I had my mask on but I didn't have a face shield or glasses on. And because Wendy's there without a mask, the glasses or a face shield are for my safety. Right. So or one of our COVID guys, Jonathan, he's like, man, you gotta, I was like, oh, crap. Because I was like so used to just getting yeah, in yeah, and like yeah, trying yeah. to fix it quickly while yeah. everybody's lighting and we're, everybody's waiting on me. Um, that's been, that's the hardest thing, I guess, is remembering to face shield when the actors aren't masked. Mm-hmm. and it's not for them it's for us mm-hmm. um but that's the hardest thing because i'm so used to like talking very closely to them and about whatever the joke or right 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 where they are in the script sometimes it's hard to remember because we shoot up so out of order um but yeah i think that's I, like crafty is outside mm-hmm. i believe i said this last two weeks ago or whatever but yeah. that still a great great thing you got to walk up. You got to be accountable. You got to walk up and ask them to give mm. you something. So I have yet to have a donut or a muffin. And I think if it was still like it used to be, I'd have like 25 donuts by now. Wow. You know, like think about it, like a donut a day. Yeah. Or I guess 15 donuts, but like yeah. probably grab a blueberry donut every morning. Yeah. In addition to my breakfast I got on the way in. Right, right, right. Now that's gone. Yeah. It's so much better. That's so interesting. That's a change I'd like to keep. <laughs> Yeah. It's, you know, I wonder like what will change and what won't. Last looks are gone. What's last looks? Last looks is like, you know, if we cut before we roll again, hair and makeup come in. I see. And and wardrobe and like adjust things, and, mm-hmm. you know, touch ups and put hair back in place. Do we that. don't do that anymore. And have you seen a discernible difference? Well, I mean, 
it'd be interesting. Everyone watch and find out and yeah. let me know. The hair and makeup were there, but it's more between between um, turnarounds. So, like, if we're shooting one way, cut, then we kick the cast out. Then the electricians and the grips come in, pull the wall, relight for the other side of the room. And then while that's happening, they'll get touched up by hair and makeup. I see. It's interesting. But I will say, without less looks, it's a thousand times faster to oh, shoot. Oh, wow. Yeah. Interesting. Because every time we'd cut, they'd run in. Mm-hmm. And that would be, what, like 10 minutes? Yeah, at least. Right. So that adds up real quick. Uh, yeah. Every time we cut, it adds up to like probably like an hour and a half a day. Wow. Of waiting for hair and makeup to do their job. I mean, they're great. Right. Of course. And they do that. That is what they do. So yeah. they're focused on hair and they're focused on makeup and everyone looks great on television. Right. But it's okay if everyone looks good. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, they're still... But they they have it hard, too, because they have to put on uh, full PPE. Like gown. Because they're so close. Gown, mask, goggles, gloves. Uh, and then b- between each person. They have to change it out? Yeah. Oh, my God. That's so much PPE. It is a lot. We, I mean, the Goldbergs probably goes through a hospital's worth. Like it's crazy. Wow. Um. Well, yeah, that's a little. I don't know if that's interesting to people, but I think little, it's interesting. Little update. I mean, I've been wondering like what what they will keep when this is over. That they've decided like, oh, this is actually a better way of doing things, or this is a more hygienic way of doing things, or this. You know what I mean? I mean, everything's certainly more hygienic now. Yeah. Than it ever was before. Um, but I do, I do, I wonder the same thing. I, I'd like last looks to stay, stay as, gone. as first looks and first looks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think that is probably uh, the best way to do it. Uh, okay. Guess what? What? It's probably time to tell people how they can email the show. Okay, let's do that. You can email us at mattanddory at gmail.com or dorianmatt at gmail.com. And you can also call us at 413-461-BABY. You guys haven't been calling us very much. Oh, please do. Oh, and I, I would like to say also uh, the audio of the show. A couple of people wrote written in about it, and I had been using a different program to level, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, trying to avoid having to dust off the old laptop. Yeah. And guess what? We're going to dust off the old laptop again, guys. The <laughs> uh, audio sounds like it was uh, bouncing, jumping up and down a little bit. And I got low, Dory got high, I got high, Dory got low. So we'll just, I'll just re-level. And uh, my apologies are extended to all of you. If you want to call about the audio quality, do so at 413-461-BABY. <laughs> Um, and you can also, people have also been sending in voice memos, which we like. Yeah, voice memo. If you want to record something, it's going to take longer than three minutes or... You're international and you don't want to pay an international dialing fee on your telephone. Or you have like bad cell service. Or you got bad cell service. Like all those things. So many reasons. So many reasons. Um, Also, I just want to put in another plug to please pre-order my book. I've heard from many of you who have done it already and I'm great, greatly, great, greatly? Greatly appreciative. I'm greatly appreciative. Wow, I can't talk. Um... And then you can find all the links to do that at linktree slash Dory Shafrier. That's L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E slash Dory Shafrier. Uh, there you go, everybody. Yep. Uh, enjoy this. The first of many, 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 many weeks.
of the Dory Shafrir memoir push. <laughs> we'll be right back. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, I'm going to ask you a question. How's your sock drawer looking? Is it scary? Maybe it's time for a spring cleaning and refresh. Bombas just dropped a bunch of absurdly soft new socks, tees, and underwear to help you get that drawer in a better place while doing a little bit of good. Look, when I open up my uh, sock drawer and I see a clean pair of Bombas sitting on top, not only do my feet sort of jump for joy, but like... I can't wait to get them on my feet because I know they're going to be cozy. I know they're going to be the best socks in the house. And I know that they're going to keep me going all day long. They've got some great details that have been obsessed over, including the honeycomb arch support, which I love. Anti-blister tabs, which I also love. What that is, it's a little bit of a heel that goes up a little, just a just a smidge higher. Like in a, whatever the perfect amount higher is, that's how high it goes. Bombas has figured this out. Uh, and they've got cushioned footbeds that feel like little pillows on your feet, not to mention the buttery soft tees and underwear with no itchy tags. Oh, I hate an itchy tag. And Bombas is like, don't worry about it. We do too. And look, the best thing about Bombas is that when you purchase an item, Bombas donates an item. That's right. Every time you buy their socks, tees, or underwear, you're also donating essential clothing to someone facing homelessness. To date, Bombas has donated over 100 million clothing items and counting. I mean, Bombas can make returns easy as well. I uh, don't know why you'd return anything because what? <laughs> but they do have a 100% happiness guarantee. So if the dryer or your dog eats a sock or if you're unhappy with your purchase for virtually any reason, they'll do whatever they can to replace it and make it right. Bombas has a spring collection out right now. That means new colors and new fun. <laughs> That's right. They have garden party socks that bring the party to your feet. They got stripes. They got florals. They've got vintagey colored rib socks. You know, those like... You know, uh, stripes on the top of it. It's like, oh, hey, look at me. I'm a vintage uh, soccer player or track person. They've got those, too. And they even have a new pointel sock with a frilly cuff. You know, if for all you frill seekers out there, folks, all I'm saying is you heard me talk about Bombas for years now. I don't know why you haven't done anything about it. Get comfy this spring and give back with Bombas. Head over to bombas.com slash adventure and use the code adventure for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash adventure. Use the code adventure at checkout. Trust me, your feel thank you. You're yapping. Hey, everyone. I was yapping, and now we're back. <laughs> Let's see what you yappers have to say. Well, we have a we have an update. I like it. I know you love an update. Absolutely. Let me just, guys, you're hearing a little sound here. I'm going to just turn this uh, PlayStation thingamajiggy off so I can put up the uh, email on the other monitor. Okay. apologize if you're hearing that. Now, we're back. All right. So this is from Lauren. 
who writes, Hi, Dory and Matt. I wanted to follow up and give an update on my sister situation. I'm the one whose older sister cut her off because I got pregnant. She still isn't talking to me. Her birthday is coming up and I'm wondering if I should reach out to her. I've emailed her twice over the past few months and haven't gotten a response. I hear through my mom and other siblings that she's still having a really hard time with IVF. I was really upset and angry for a long time that she wasn't talking to me, but now I'm just sad. I can't be there for her during this difficult time. I'm worried that if I send her flowers or a card or something, it will just annoy her or make her mad. All I want to do is send some sort of kind gesture. My mom thought it was a sweet idea, but she doesn't have a great track record of knowing how my sister will react. I'm worried I'm being selfish by reaching out because I want her to forgive me so badly. I just wish I could do something. Infertility is such a bitch, you know? We do know. Thank you both for continuing the podcast in these difficult times. Wishing you all the best. Um boy what do you do i think flowers is too much i agree um i think a card will get thrown out i agree with that as well i think i don't know i would i would probably your phone's blocked right i would blocked yeah is your email blocked i can't remember she doesn't know i would i would probably send an email with like most of the email in the subject line (laughs) yeah that's just like i'm thinking about you happy birthday i hope we can you know talk again at some point or or something like that um but you know generally i really think that the ball is in her court and you've done what you can you've apologized but she's still struggling and she's going to have to be the one, I think, to come to the conclusion that she wants to talk to you. Yeah. Is that what you think? Well, it feels like she could be volatile and be like, she never reached out on my birthday either. She's dead to me. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. It yeah, sounds yeah. like that might be the MO. Right. So she should reach out on her birthday. Yeah. I think the way you're saying an email is probably the least, uh, abrasive way to do it yeah fingers crossed yeah and i would just make it about the birthday like i wouldn't go into any like nothing apologies or you know i'm like just 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 the birthday just make it very short hey thinking of you hope you have a great birthday yeah the end the end um it is pretty wild that the mother still talks to her I'm I'm a little suspicious of the mother. I, I'm not going to lie. In what sense? Just like the mother kind of orchestrated this whole thing. Yes. You know? But, oh, do you think she wants to like um, have, have full control over all communications between siblings? I mean, that's kind of what I'm wondering. <laughs> like, what is going on here? The plot thickens. Maybe I'm just reading into this too much, but... Well, I mean, all we can do is read into this because right. we only have like three emails yeah. in total yeah. of information. But I think it's good that you're recognizing that your mom does not have a great track record <laughs> when it yeah. comes to suggesting how to deal with it. So, um, all right. Well, keep us posted. Let us know how this goes. Uh, best of luck. And yeah. yes, please let us know. Let us know. All right. This next email is from Megan. 
Hello, Dory, Matt, Henry, and Bo. I've been listening from the beginning. Feel very connected to you all, even though we haven't slash probably never will meet. I just wanted to take a second to thank you so much for keeping this podcast going. I can only imagine how much work it takes to produce it yourselves between your busy lives. Okay, trigger warning for miscarriage. Just letting everyone know. Mm -hmm. Today at 3 a.m., I began to miscarry my very hoped for second baby. I was not quite six weeks yet, so it feels a little foolish to call it my baby. Even though today has been truly terrible, I can't convey how helpful it was to have just recently heard your other listeners write in and share their miscarriage experiences. Those listeners have been on my mind all day. I haven't told my family or friends about my pregnancy. I have no one except my husband to grieve with or talk Mm -hmm. to about this. But somehow just knowing because of their calls and emails that I'm not alone in this heart-wrenching experience is giving me some comfort. We're in this together, people. Let's normalize pregnancy loss because it's honestly so damn isolating. I really love and appreciate you all. Again, I thank you for all the sacrifice and time that goes into your podcast. It has helped me today in such a dark spot. You guys are actually truly 100% impacting our lives, and I'm very grateful. All the best, Megan, living in southern New Mexico in 1,800 square feet with my husband, 20-month-old son, two long-haired wiener dogs named Arlo and Cooper, and two asshole black cats named Mary and Pippin. I, that is a, that is a four, four-legged creature household right there <laughs> it is that is 16 legs <laughs> you guys are outnumbered <laughs> that's a lot happening uh thank you megan yeah i it is interesting the whole idea of like if you tell you know obviously not telling your family six weeks pretty normal pretty yeah. standard um and then that does leave you with the isolated sadness totally um it's very hard to imagine i mean it's hard to imagine that it's any easier the other way around either like the people do know right although it's probably easier to have other people to talk to but like the annoying thing of like having to like tell and then there's always someone who like doesn't know and then like three months later they're like i'm so excited and you're like oh yeah well we can talk about it here yeah and let people communicate this way on the slowest message board in the world that is not guitar related. That is yes. not guitar related. Um, do you want to read this next email from Helena? Sure. Uh, Doria Matt, I'm a few episodes behind, so perhaps you already started the conversation about fires and climate t- change. If not, I was wondering how you and your listeners are dealing with the eco-anxiety. Uh, should I answer these as I go or just... <laughs> I'm literally losing sleep over it. I was waiting for my son for so long. He's one month younger than Henry. Biggest joy of my life. However, part of me feels like we're bringing him into this world and the future is so uncertain. Oh, ditto. Currently live in Memphis, Tennessee. It seems like pretty much everyone around here is denying climate change or it simply is not on their radar. It will be when their houses get blown away by tornadoes. That was me. Uh, it feels very isolating and emotionally draining. I know this subject is scary for everyone who has their everyday shit to deal with, but there are solutions at hand and individuals can make a difference that you vote. Why isn't everyone acknowledging what climate change means for our children? How do you feel about Henry's future, especially living in L.A., where fires will not, will only get worse? Uh, lot to unpack there. It's a disaster. <laughs> it's a it's a, it's a truly a it's it's a pain in the ass because the people that are making the policies don't give a shit because they're old mm-hmm. and on their way out. 
And just care about getting rich. It's really not a society of, of people, elected officials, who do want to plant a tree so that the future generation will have shade. Uh, they seem to only be concerned with what will uh, line their pockets. Yep. And that, well, I think that's true on both sides in many ways. Um, I mean, just the, I mean, it's, 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 it's uh, horrible. There is nothing we can do except vote and run for office ourselves and try to make a little less impact on the environment, but we're fucked. <laughs> we're going to have record blizzards. We're going to have record hurricane seasons. We're already into the Greek alphabet. And it's still September. Mm-hmm. We're on beta. We've gone through 28 storms. And it's still September. Um, record snowfall, record heat, record fire. And, uh, you know, I think that uh, some of those people out there still think coal's coming back. And uh, that's the key to the future is coal energy. And just fucking look outside. That's all. I don't know how I deal with it. I, I'm sad about it. I'm, I feel bad for Henry. Honestly. I feel bad for him not only because of the environment, but because of the social environment, too, that he has to come up in. I'm not thrilled about it. I've said, I said this before. I'll say it again. It's kind of... It's such a bummer. I don't know what to do about it, though. And that's, a, that's also a little anxiety driving. Yeah, it's very overwhelming. How do you feel about it? I mean, I, I echo everything you're saying. I, I disagree that it's the same on both political sides. No, no, though. no. I didn't say that it's exactly the same. I said that this is a problem on both sides. Yes, as well. I think there's a problem on both sides as well. But I think there is one side that is doing a lot more for the environment than the... Well, there's also a side that's doing a lot more damage to the environment. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I like I donated money to the Sunrise Movement, which is the organization that is um advocating for the Green New Deal. Like there are still things that we can do, but like the window is really closing. There's only so many you think about which side was backing this whole let's get out of the climate accord, let's get out of the fucking uh, emission standard thing, let's get out of Yeah, it's a it's a disaster. So, you know, I think Donating money to causes that are advocating for things like the Green New Deal, I think, is really, really, really important. Putting pressure on elected officials, I think, is really important. It's just, you know... I don't understand how you and voting quote-unquote, be pro-life, but still uh, decide to keep letting this shit happen, which will just kill gajillions. Yeah. So anyway, that's where we stand. That's where we stand on it, everybody. Thank you for... Please vote. (laughs) And vote with your brain, not your heart. (laughs) Yeah. Or, you know, with your heart. Because you'd have to be pretty heartless uh, to go vote for some. For some. Yeah. All right. Well, we're going to hear a voice memo. 
Hi, um, my name is Harriet. I wrote once before about um, surrogacy in Ireland and also my friend's experience with the jerk-off room. Uh, but I just thought I would send a little voice message um, in relation to um, age gaps since with siblings. It came up two weeks ago. A listener said that she chose to have her kids. I think it was six-year age mm-hmm. gap between them. Um, and Dory was saying she had heard the opposite from a lot of friends, that they wished they had their kids closer together so they could play together and be closer and things i just think it's quite interesting um i have two brothers so there's four years between me and my middle brother and then eight years between me and the eldest and i feel like i've always been closer to the eldest i have a good relationship with both of them but um i've always had more shared interests with him sort of similar senses of humor and interest interests rather um and I feel like even when he was a teenager and I was still a child, we still um, like hung out together and like in his room and stuff a lot. He used to make me mix CDs of music that he thought I should um, listen to and things. Um, and when I was like a little younger than that, I feel like he used to sort of create games for me and things. So, yeah, I just think it's interesting um, that even though there's eight years between us, I've always been closer to him. I would say that... Um, I still am closer to him than my other brother. However, conversely, when my middle brother was first born, so my eldest brother would have been four at the time, he, so they are closer in age, he was not happy at all. Um, He told my, he told my uncle that he wished he could take that baby and hide it somewhere. She'll never find it, um, she being my mum. And also when he, I think, was about six and my other brother was two, there was an incident where he tied him to a tree and left him there. And um, my mum found him when she heard him, like, yelling or whatever. Uh, So I think, I don't know, I think it's interesting. I don't think there's any definitive answer to this. Um, I think... I, don't, I, I think it just depends on your kids and their interests. And obviously with my eldest brother, there was a bit of only child syndrome going on there. Um, so, yeah, I think it's... <laughs> speaking as someone who currently does not have a family, um, I think it just depends on your family and what works for you. So I don't know if that in, is interesting or helpful to anyone. Um, also, I wanted to mention, you asked some questions about what I had said about um, the jerk-off room that my friend used. It was the one that had an ex- a computer and an external hair drive of porn. Yes. Um, I don't have an answer to those questions necessarily. But one thing Matt asked about was who maintain like whose job it was to maintain it <laughs> to curate I the don't collection. know the answer but i think it wasn't maintained very well because my friend also said that the menus were all in a language that was not english or irish <laughs> um i think he said it was most likely chinese so i don't know whose job it was to maintain it but i don't think they were doing a very good job um so yeah that's everything i live in a rented property in london i don't know the square feet it was with two roommates because of some covid stuff i'm currently by myself but i'm viewing some more places that i think are around 800 square feet ish if i remember correctly with a friend this weekend um uh, and if i live with her it will be me her and hopefully her two cats so yeah that's everything <laughs> goodbye well thank you uh that's sounds you like know. it was a hard drive of illegally downloaded porn 
I don't know if there's many legal hard drives of porn around mm, there. That's true. I don't know if people are still the DVD industry is not what it used to be. Fair point. Uh but regarding the uh age difference there, it's interesting that you know, I could see a 4-year-old reacting poorly to a child. Yeah. More than a 6-year-old reacting poorly to a child. Mm. Like, because a six-year-old might be into this whole, yeah, let's have let's have this baby around kind of a right, thing. Right, right, right. Whereas a four-year-old's like, whoa, whoa, I'm the baby. How old yeah. were you? When I your was, brother was um, born. I was almost three. Mm-hmm. It was two years, nine months. And you were not happy about it. Not happy. No. Very unhappy. And extremely and, unhappy. But your sister. I was. Yeah, I was more excited. I think. Yeah, you're over it. Yeah. You're how old when your sister was born? I was seven. That seems to be the magic number. Mm. The six, seven year range where you're like, let's have, let's, you know, something else for me to do. Right. You know? Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Closer to your brother or your sister? My sister. I know. But also we're the same, like we're both, you know, women. I think that helps. You're both women who are raised by that woman. Yeah. I can talk about women. Yeah. <laughs> Weirdly, your mother's favorite is your brother. Anyway. Anyway. Me too. My mother's favorite is my brother. Really? Yeah. John, come on. I, I don't Always know. Always her favorite. Oh, as interesting. As far as I'm concerned. Why, why else would she live in Florida? She moved there because my brother was there. Well, th- those were her only grandkids at the time. Yeah, but still, it's Florida. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, No offense, Florida. Some offense, Florida. Uh, We'll be right back. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Okay. We've returned. We have. All right. Another update. I like updates. I wrote in a few months ago asking if any listeners had any advice regarding azospermia after nuclear weapon exposure yes, or we navigating all. infertility through the VA. We remember this. I just wanted to write in now for a couple of reasons to give an update in case anyone was wondering or at the very least to put some information out into the universe for other couples frustrated by severe male factor infertility and two to ask for advice yet again. Update, my husband and I had several conversations about how we will start a family without having his genetic contribution. We've decided to proceed with embryo adoption slash donation. Hmm. We are going through the National Embryo Donation Center in Knoxville, Tennessee, because trying to match privately has been torture for me. And this clinic has a bank of around 3,000 embryos in storage. They offer open and closed donation as well. They do require a home study at this clinic. So we were in the process of doing that. I'm hoping to have our initial appointment soon. But I'm really nervous because I've never actually been to an RE. We're estimating this first try, home study, legal paperwork, FET, and meds to be around Mm $10,000. Much cheaper than domestic adoption, but we will get to experience pregnancy and breastfeeding. 
request for advice from listeners who have raised donor conceived children. What do the conversations with your kids look like? We are looking for an open relationship with our donors, and I know it's best to be open with the kids from the beginning. I'm confused as to what that dialogue looks like at different stages. What terms do you need, do you use? How often do you bring it up, etc.? I would also like to know how we should handle telling my husband's autistic 17-year-old son who was who he was estranged from for the first 15 years of his life due to a bitter baby mama that we are pregnant whenever it happens. His son has the mentality of about 14 years old and his mom has told my husband that he started asking questions a few years ago about his dad without going into too much detail. His son was conceived with a woman he was in the military with overseas. They had a very rocky friends with benefits type of relationship. The rest is all painful details that I'd rather not have to discuss Mm -hmm. because I feel my husband's pain whenever I talk about it. They now live 15 hours away from us. And my husband has only been allowed to see his son twice in his 17 years of life. And I don't want his son to feel like he's being replaced or that he's unwanted by either of us because that is simply not true. However, I feel more, Oh, honestly, I feel more stress over how his son will feel than I do from the heartbreak of struggling to get pregnant for three years. How slash when do we tell him any advice is appreciated. I hope you're all staying safe in California. I mean, I looked at Dory like wide eyed, like I don't under, I don't know (laughs) what to say, but I mean, if he's, if he's, if, if his, if behaviorally he's like a 14 year old, um, I feel like weirdly going off the previous voicemail. Yeah. They're hopefully uh, won't be jealous and will be excited about having a sibling. Just that he has, but he, but he has such a fraught relationship with his father. That's the thing. But I mean, what are you going to do? Make the relationship worse by yeah. having a baby? I think you tell him, you know, when you're, when you're pregnant a few months in, yeah, and you obviously make it clear that uh, not a replacement, just an updated operating system. <laughs> I don't know. But yeah, I think it's like, you know, 14, I think we've we've nailed it. Anything over six or seven, you're okay. You're on board. Interesting. You're on board this baby train. Um, and the embryo donation signal has come, has gone out. It's a signal we've, we've had, we've had, we've had hits from that signal before, we have. but we've never, I don't think we've ever actually put the signal out. Mm, interesting. Yeah. All so right. I'll well, have to, I'll try to find that filter to put over the lens and, and turn the signal on. See if you can find it. Cause I know I'll have to look through all my other filters. Okay. We got a lot of sperm. We do. <laughs> <laughs> all right. This is from Wes. I just wanted to pause the podcast because I'm literally doing the dishes while listening to the podcast. I feel the need to always do the dishes because my partner is a public school teacher who is trying to navigate virtual learning and I never feel like I do enough to lighten the load of household responsibilities. (laughs) Matt, I see you. Thank you, Wes. I want you to know right now, Wes, that uh, right now we have uh, what I would describe as a mountain of dishes. Yeah, I would describe it Uh, as well. Dory for Roche. Happy Roche, everybody. Shanatova... I don't know what else I'm saying. What else should I that's be saying? A, that's a, that, that covers the bases. There you go. Uh, Dory made uh, a challah and uh, and what I would describe as a cake that tastes like salt was uh, put in instead of sugar. I don't like the cake. <laughs> it's not good. Yeah, it's not very good. And I assume you didn't do anything wrong. No, I don't this think This is I did. just what I'm saying about Jewish cooking. Uh-huh. 
it is like everything does not nothing in jewish cooking tastes like it looks nothing <laughs> you know i think that's because you've only had ashkenazi jewish cooking sephardic the, the the jewish cooking of your people is much better well we went to i don't even which holiday was it last year i don't remember i think it was rosh hashanah right and they were sephardic there was yeah. sephardic cooking happening there. yeah and i would say uh, two-thirds of it were delicious yeah but none of it tasted like it looked <laughs> like this is the thing this is a secret this is a, this is a secret I'll let you all as a gentile who's on the inside uh... <laughs> i'll let you all know those black and white cookies they look a hell of a lot better than they are <laughs> i hate black and white cookies they're not good no they're not good and you know why because they look like they should be really good yeah and they don't but like you know it's interesting jewish stuff like so and it works the other way too you know there's like a kugel looks disgusting <laughs> and if it's the right kind of coat it's delicious yeah um the only thing that looks like it tastes is white fish so Mm. way to go <laughs> way to go Ashkenazis wow. that is Matt's Jewish cooking corner Matt's Jewish cooking corner pass the salt <laughs> <laughs> that's what I should I should write a book <laughs> called pass the salt a Gentile's guide to Jewish cooking <laughs> and it's called pass the salt because none of it will be flavored correctly <laughs> when you're handed it uh, oh boy I hope you're all enjoying that mordecai what's going on out there mordecai had another baby ah mazel mordecai well done um so i'm sure that mordecai was like a lot of food was brought over you know yeah or given to to mordecai to take back to the house Mm -hmm. so probably a great time to ask mordecai is can you think of any jewish dishes (laughs) that um look like they taste <laughs> this is such a weird <laughs> such a weird thing to say it, but like you but in but you can't refute it because like you know you like but what i'm saying doesn't true what i'm saying doesn't really logically make no, sense. no it doesn't but you understand the the sort of the uh the feeling behind the statement kind of yeah Thank you. Okay. But like, I've never seen a people. Okay. Can we move on? <laughs> Hang on. Just let me. This is the fun of our marriage. I've never seen a people do to a brisket what you people do to a brisket. <laughs> I have, it's like. Wow. It's like when you uh, taste your first banana chip. <laughs> You're like, yeah, I guess that's still a banana somehow. Um, that's how you make brisket. It's very strange to me. Okay. We did have one Passover. We had a Passover Seder back when we first got Bo, where Dory allowed me to make the brisket, and I smoked it. It was very good. <laughs> very good it was brisket. Like, it was a Franklin Barbecue Texas recipe. Yep. Brisket. That's how you cook brisket. Because there's no rule about the okay, brisket. honey. <laughs> I love this discussion. I wish we'd had it at the top so more people would hear it. Oh. I assume people still listening. I mean, maybe. We don't know. Um, but, yeah. What, what, I'm trying to think of what else is like... Well, first of all, bagels are delicious, so thank you. Okay, you're welcome. Um, and I love Yona Schimmel's knishes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you love a knish. But also, <laughs> it's such a bizarre thing, because it's like a... Essentially, essentially, it's like a crepe. Someone wrapped a 
block of Philadelphia cream cheese in a, in a crepe. That's a blint. N- no. Go to Yona Schimmel's again. Get yourself a... Never okay. mind. Forget it. All right. The point is, I'm delighted to experience all cultures and foods, <laughs> but seriously, pass the salt. <laughs> Well, Wes is in 2,712 square feet with a wife who's a fifth grade teacher, a six-year-old daughter, a two-year-old son, a 12-year-old cat, and an 11-year-old dog in Herndon, Virginia. That sounds like a lot of dishes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, today we were just grabbing dishes. Henry's got a pile right now. It's insane. Yeah. Don't worry, Holly. By the time you get in to, uh, to see Henry tomorrow... I'm going to try to have all those dishes clean. I'm going to try. I like to be accountable, you know, because I'm, yep. I'm outwardly motivated. You are. You're an obliger. That's right. Okay. Talked to my therapist yesterday, and it turns out I need a, I need an assistant. <laughs> this is what my therapist told me. <laughs> I just need someone to get my tire on my car fixed, you know, because uh, I turned in the lease in, in February, and I have to fill it up every two days, and it's a little annoying. That's the kind of that's the kind of thing that I just let go. Oh, so you can't you can't have a virtual assistant. You need like an assistant. Like- I do, and I was like thinking about all that that would entail. Of like, this is Bo. Hello, Bo. Yeah. Please be social distancing. You know, blah blah blah. And he was like, you should. I was like, maybe I could share one with Dory. And then he was like, you should really have one for yourself because I feel like you would have eight hours of stuff for him to do every day. Mm. Or he or she. Thank you. You're welcome. Okay. Back, All right, back to the show. <laughs> yep, we're well. We're in the we're in the Matt portion of the show right oh, now. Oh well, thank God. I'm yeah. controlling the narrative. <laughs> okay, this is from Karen. Is Matt still nooming? What does he think of it? I'm thinking of joining, so I'm curious for his feedback. Okay, so noom works incredibly great. It worked great for the first two weeks. I had this discussion in therapy yesterday as well. I I I stopped using it. That's it, uh, and I don't. I can't put my finger on why part of me feels like it was like the portion where they're like this is your group coach and this is your group and i'm like Meh. Mm. that was it felt like a little bit but you don't you also don't have to engage there mm-hmm. um but I, I as i was saying to him we we're talking about like six weeks to make a habit yeah and he was like i think for like creative people okay i think it's not necessarily six consecutive weeks that it takes to make mm. a habit so my plan is to go back on it tomorrow, full head of steam. Okay. But that being said, of all of the programs I've used, uh, it's the most logical to me and I like it. So I would recommend it. Okay. Do you want me to remind you that you're going back on it tomorrow? No, they, 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 they remind me every day. Yeah, but you don't, you haven't done it. Well, that's because like sometimes it's like reminding me as I'm already dressed, and then I don't want to step on a scale when I'm already dressed, and it's like, mm. it's like, oi. All right. Well, now you're accountable to the podcast listeners. There you go. All right. Outwardly motivated. This is from Pass the Salt, a Gentile's Guide <laughs> to Jewish Cooking. Hello. All right. This is from Louise, um, who her subject line was about matt and jonah yes dear matt how about a podcast about men's mental health women's podcasts in this area seem very popular matt's existentialist adventure i think there's something there (laughs) cheers louise uh i don't i don't i don't know how much people would enjoy that and yet here i am always talking to you guys about it Mm -hmm. so i don't know i also don't again i think i said this last week but i don't know 
I don't know if I have enough words to say. Yeah. Did we talk about this? We did. Yeah, because like when I'm working, my life is nothing. Right. <laughs> my life is Zumbo's just desserts on Saturday. The end. <laughs> Chase Henry Zumbo, and then record a podcast the next day. Yeah. And then go to work. Yeah. And then record two podcasts during the week after work. Like a like nice seventeen hour day on those days. <sighs> anyway. Anyway. Hope you're all doing okay. Hope you're having a good time. <laughs> um, all right. We also got a voicemail. Okay. Hi, Matt and Dory. This is Steven. Um, I'm a 25-year-old guy living in the Bay Area. I'm about to be moving up to Reno. Um, I'm calling in because you were talking about Matt and Jonah possibly making another podcast. And I can definitely say there are a lot of people that will love to listen to Matt and Jonah again. Um, definitely miss listening to Nerdist, especially all those old episodes where it was just the three of you guys talking. Um, I'm not a, not a Star Trek fan. I'm not, uh, not a big music lover. So I, there hasn't been many of your guys' podcasts that I've been into. Um, and I just one day picked up, uh, Excellent adventure, and now I know a lot about infertility. But that's funny. Please, please make another podcast. Really want it. Um, doesn't even have to be about anything. You can just shoot the shit, and we'll love it. Um, <laughs> bye. Thank you. That's very kind. Uh, I love it. I love the. Uh, I love the uh, admission. Yeah, he doesn't really care for music or Star Trek. Totally, but for some reason, he's stuck with this. <laughs> I know, it's so funny. Um, all right, we're gonna play one more voicemail. It's gonna take me one second because I gotta get it. Oh, here we go. I think I'm pulling up the correct thing. Yeah, you are, Matt. It's time. <laughs> We have how many weeks until Thanksgiving? Eight, nine, maybe ten? It's time. This is your turkey recipe reminder. Uh, You know you can do it, man. looking right now. Write your turkey recipe. Go for it. (laughs) Uh, Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And... uh, I'm not, I'm not, I'm going to try not to, uh, I'm going to try not to not find it. What I mean is I'm going to find it. I swear I'm going to find it. I think I have to, let's see, I'll go to ATK because I know it was on the actual program and it's not roasted brine turkey. No, it's not brined. I don't brine it. Oh, I see. Uh, all right. Keep going. Well, we we've, we've reached the uh, the the Patreon part of the show. Yep. Mm, that's my favorite kind of show. Guys, uh, please support the podcast. You can do so by heading over to patreon.com forward slash excellent adventure and uh, become a patron. Patrons get two bonus episodes, up to two bonus episodes every month. 
$5 level, you get one bonus episode and your name read on the podcast. If you're anything above that, you get your name read on the podcast and two bonus episodes every month. But a big thank you to all of you for being so great and for every year dealing with me looking for the turkey recipe. <laughs> uh, so thanks to the following people. Rachel Downey. Robert Olson. Sabrina Stern. Sadie Massa. Sandra M. Sarah Dauberman. Sarah Prager. Sarah Friedman. Sarah Swift. Sherry Olson. SJV. Tanya Kershenman. The Holterman Clan. The Kembles. Tracy Jury. Wolf Fox. And Amanda Schramm. Thank you all so much. And I would like to say that for the voice memo person who sent it about the turkey, uh, why, don't you, why don't you check in on us again? Like in a month, send send the same voicemail. <laughs> Why do you just I can't find, find it, now? it? Oh, okay. I can't. I'm looking, well, and right. I'm like, I'm I'm trying to talk and also look, and okay, then I know okay. the second all that right. we pop. Okay. Here's the thing, okay. guys. I know the second that we stop recording, I will immediately shift my brain to something else completely. Okay. All right. Okay. I'm just letting everyone in on how this works. Okay. How the old think box works. Oh boy. Okay, he's tapping his temple. Do you like my haircut? Nope. (laughs) (laughs) All right. We'll be right back. I mean, no. We'll be back next week. Bye. (laughs) Bye.